Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Monday, the 7th of September, 2020. Well, the songwriter James Taylor once sang the words, I think it's true what they say about the squeaky wheel always get in the grease. And that refers to the old expression that the squeaky wheel always gets the oil or always gets the grease. And, uh, you know, we think of that mechanically being true. You think of, you know, it's the squeaky doorway in your house that's going to get the WD-40. Uh, But it's used, that expression is used to refer to people that often it's the one that's the loudest or even in some cases the most annoying that gets the attention. Uh, It's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. And we see how that's true in society. But today we're going to see something surprising. We're going to see how that's true even sometimes in our prayers. And don't take my word for it. Take Jesus's word for it. As today, we look at Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And we see the parable of the persistent widow, which the gospel writer, uh, Luke, Dr. Luke here, he, he tells the purpose of the parable in the first verse when he says, and he, Jesus, told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. And then he tells him this story about this judge who he makes clear is not a good guy. But there is this widow that keeps coming to him and he doesn't listen to this widow, but the widow keeps coming back. And basically he says, and it's funny how it puts it. He says to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, right? I don't know many people that are really that honest with themselves, but basically the guy thinks, hey, I don't care. I don't care about what's right and wrong. I don't care about it really anything but myself. But because I care about myself, man, I'm going to give this woman what she wants. So she stops bugging me, right? The squeaky wheel is going to get the grease. And then Jesus, he gives his commentary on this story, starting in verse six. Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So we see that we want to be persistent in our prayers, that we want to be that persistent widow because Jesus is kind of arguing from the lesser to the greater saying, hey, if this unrighteous judge is going to listen to the persistent requests of this widow, will not God, uh, will not he listen to his people when they are crying out to him? And notice even it says a couple times the word justice is used. So it's specifically when God's people are crying out for justice to be done, that God is going to listen to those prayers. And so this morning, I want you to evaluate your prayer life and specifically the persistence of your prayers. And here's what I want you to do. It's clear from this passage, we're not just talking about anything. I mean, even twice he refers to justice. These are clearly prayers, I think, along the lines we would see in Matthew chapter six of your kingdom come, your will be done. 
uh, things that we want to see done because they are right, things that we want to see done because they are good and just and righteous. One, are you praying for those things? And then what I would challenge you to do is to pick today two or three things that maybe have just been on your heart, been on your mind, and things that are more along this line, not just of, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, here, here's a problem in my life I'd like to see get re- resolved in a way that benefits me. Although, yes, let's pray about those things too. But places where on your heart there is something good and just and right that you want to see happen, that, that, that's, that maybe it's something you've been praying for here and there. And I want you to determine to be persistent, be that squeaky wheel on a few of these things. I'd encourage you to identify two or three prayer requests of things relating to justice and righteousness, uh, things that you want to see happen that God has put on your heart. And I want you to commit to praying for those things. And even now, it's the 7th of September. I'd encourage you commit to praying for those things every day for the rest of this month. And be that squeaky wheel. Because if this unrighteous judge is going to listen to this widow when she is being persistent, how much more will our heavenly father listen to us? And what we've already seen going through the gospels, when Jesus says, you know, what father out there when his son asks for a piece of bread is going to give him a rock? That's not the kind of God that we serve. So let's examine our prayers and yes, let's be praying for the right things, but then let's be bold. Let's be persistent. So I want to challenge you, identify two or three things that you need to pray for every day for the rest of this month. And then maybe even longer than that, but getting a running start here for the rest of this month, praying specifically about things relating to justice and righteousness and the character of God and reflecting that in your life, in your church, in this world. Pray for those things persistently. And that really makes me think about our psalm today. We're slowly moving through Psalm 105. And today, just looking at five verses, 34 to 38. And again, much of this is remembering the Exodus and and Today, as we look at this psalm, it even remembers the plagues, specifically the plagues of the locust and the plague where the firstborn is struck down. And then it remembers how they go out of Egypt and even they go out of Egypt with gold and silver, just like God said they would, that they would plunder the Egyptians by asking them for these things. And the Egyptians would be so in a hurry to get them out of there, they would give them whatever they wanted. And what I want you to remember today is the end of Exodus chapter 22, it talks, sorry, Exodus chapter two, it talks about how the people, the Israelites were crying out to God in their burden of slavery and God heard them. So all that we've been reading about in this Psalm really of the Exodus and the 10 plagues and God delivering his people from Egypt We know a couple things. One, it was in response to God's promises. God had even told the patriarchs that, hey, the people were going to spend 400 years in another country in slavery, but then that they would come back and dwell in the promised land. So God had promised it, but also the people had prayed for it. The people had prayed for deliverance and God listened. So even as you think through some of those things you want to pray persistently for, Are any of those things related to things that God has promised he is going to do? That's that's what we should be praying for, praying for things that God has promised and being that persistent widow, being the squeaky wheel saying, God, do what you said you would do. 
Because what we see over and over again in Scripture is God doing exactly that. Well, we're getting closer to the end of the book of Proverbs, and today we're reading chapter 23 and 25. And a couple passages that stood out to me reading through these uh, three chapters today really dealt with envying the wicked. In chapter 23, verse 17, it says, Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. And then in chapter 24, verses 19 and 20, it says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers and be not envious of the wicked. For the evil man has no future and the lamp of the wicked will be put out. And that's something that can be tempting for all of us when we see the world out there not really caring about what God thinks. And sometimes you look out and it's like, you know what? Really looks like they're having a good time. That's where God's word warns us. No, don't think that. And don't let your heart think that. And don't envy the wicked, but continue in the fear of the Lord. Because a couple things are promised. They will be judged and God will bless those that fear the Lord. And so even as you look around your community or even right now, when you look around our nation or when you look around the world and maybe you start to worry, that, that's another thing. Don't worry there in verse 19, fret not. Don't worry because of evildoers. It's easy to look around at all the godlessness in our society and worry about it. And worry, what is this going to mean for those that want to be faithful Christians? What what is this going to look like? Trust God saying, you know what? I'm going to deal with all those people that reject me. And I'm going to bless those people that fear me and follow me. And I think we'll see some of that in this life. And then ultimately forever and ever in eternity as we live with God in heaven. So we want to fear the Lord. And again, we want to be so clear this isn't works-based, that we earn something from God and we earn his favor. But really, the fear of the Lord is going to drive us to the gospel. Because when we understand, and we've talked about the fear of the Lord and kind of tried to define it as living like God is real, like he is really the awesome God and holy God that he says he is, and living like he is watching. If we really think that, we'll realize, yikes, I've got a big problem because if God is watching, I'm in big trouble. And that's one of the things that should drive us to the cross, knowing that that's where all that trouble can be taken care of. The fear of the Lord goes hand in hand with the good news of Jesus Christ. And we see so many benefits when the fear of the Lord drives us to the cross and God forgives our sin and God changes our hearts We will experience blessing now and into eternity. And we see even that blessing into eternity in 2 Timothy chapter 4. As we wrap up this epistle, uh, this epistle, this second pastoral epistle, we think, of course, that this is the last letter that Paul wrote before he died. And you get a sense, especially in chapter 4, Paul knows his time is up. But he encourages Timothy, Timothy, keep doing the right thing even when the world is crazy, even when the world doesn't want to hear it, even when they have itching ears that they want to just listen to people who are telling them what they want to hear. No, you keep doing the right thing. And then if he gets worried saying, well, Paul, look, you're doing the right thing and you're about to have your head chopped off. Why should I keep doing that? Well, look at how Paul talks in verses six through eight. 
He says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Timothy is being told by Paul here. Yes, I know it's hard. And I've even poured out my life like a drink offering. And I know my end is near. But Timothy, let me tell you something. It's been worth it. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And there is a reward waiting for me. It's almost as if he is telling Timothy, Timothy, don't envy the wicked. Continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Because there is a reward for all those who love Jesus and are looking forward to the day when he will come back. Be motivated by that today. And the things that you're concerned about, the things that you are on your heart, pour them out to God, our Father, today. He will listen. He will act. And in the end, he will win. And we want to be on his side. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.